Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to today's episode. So today we're going to talk about how to stop reinventing the wheel. Again, you might be thinking this is somewhat of a weird little topic and why are we talking about wheels and reinventing them and how does this clear clutter out of my life? Well, of course, you know the drill. I will happily explain that along with giving you journal prompts and uh, recommended links at the end of the episode. So let's get started. I'm going to be here for this entire episode to give you permission to stop doing unnecessary tasks that take up your time. You might be thinking, well, why do I need permission for that? Well, sometimes we need permission to stop doing things that don't benefit us, stop doing things that hold us back, or sometimes it's just a belief system or it's a value system and we just can't really seem to get out of our own way. So I'm going to have a blanket statement that I, Margaret Stevens, am giving you permission to stop doing shit that doesn't move you forward in life and you are doing it over and over and over again and reinventing that wheel and you just stay stuck and stagnant. So There is this reward for being busy, and I've talked about it in previous episodes, and it is a big topic out in the clearing clutter, minimalism, uh, woo-woo, spiritual-ish type world. You know, everyone's so obsessed with being busy, and there's all these, you know, Pinterest blogs and episodes on YouTube and blog posts and eBooks and courses and yada, yada, yada on how to remove distractions and get things out of your life. Well, one of the things I think that we forget to talk about as teachers is that some of these tasks are taking up valuable time because we didn't automate them. Now, when I talk about automating, I'm not talking about, okay, let's have a VA or a nanny or a housekeeper or paying someone to do these tasks. No, when I mean automating it, I mean so that it is so seamless and so easy and so well documented and so simple that literally anyone can do it. Whether you're paying someone, whether it's a family member, whether it's a coworker, whether it's someone stepping in for you because you're sick, it doesn't matter who the person is, everything is simplified and easy for them to just kind of come in and take over and not miss a beat. And part of that is, you know, basically part of minimalism, minimalism, spiritualness, whatever we're going to call it. I'm just going to, for the lack, for lack of a better word at the moment, I'm going to call it just minimalism in general. It talks about getting rid of all of this stuff. Go through your clothes, go through your dishes, go through old hobbies that you have that you no longer do anymore. Go through your garage, go through, go through, go through. Purge, purge, purge. It's great. It's awesome. But it doesn't break the habit that got you there into the first place. It helps you identify a new way of living. It helps you look at, you know, things that you don't really want in your life anymore. But If you don't break the habit, it's going to happen again. If you stop reinventing the wheel, you can stop reinventing the wheel. You can just get in the car and drive. So instead of sitting there and making the wheel and then making another one and then making another one and then making another one and then making another one, you can literally put the wheels on the car, get in the car, turn on the AC and go somewhere. 
So this episode is going to be all about actually going somewhere and getting past that first stage of, okay, let's go ahead and, you know, do this over and over and over again. So some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is how to identify these things I keep mentioning. So I'm going to call them tasks just so we have a clear you know, connotation as to what they are. So we're going to talk about how to identify those tasks. And then from there, we are going to talk about how to have your friends and family and coworkers use the tools you're using so that when the system is in place and you are not the one executing it, nothing changes. And then from there, I am going to teach you how to share those tools with others because it's two different steps. When you are having someone use your tools, it's a different process than having someone mimic your tools and and stop reinventing their own version of the wheel where you get to participate in their cycle. So three different things we'll go over. And yes, I will have referrals as to some of the processes or some of the um, products that I use, um, use them for years, well, probably a decade at this point, and my life would be chaotic without them. So I'll make sure you guys get that at the end along with the journal prompts. All right, let's go into the beginning of this. How to identify these tasks? How to simplify them? Well, first thing I'm going to want you to do is I'm going to, depending on where you're at, if you can, grab a notebook, or if you can't, go ahead and talk either out loud or talk about it to yourself. And I want you to list out all of the things that are stressing you out, that are overwhelming, that are frustrating, that you do over and over again. So for example, are you writing out an email, the same email, like a say it's a client onboarding email or a client follow-up email? Are you writing the same freaking email every single day or a couple times a month or even a couple times a week? Are you sending the same version of a pitch over and over and over again? Well, if you are, that's an example of a task to simplify. Another example of a task to simplify, at least work-related, would be things that are like reports that you run every single week or maybe every month or every quarter. Um, like I said, I've talked about, you know, follow-up processes, client onboarding processes. Um, if you're in retail, checking a customer in, checking a customer out, if it's a little more complicated than just, you know, a standard check-in and check-out process. So personal examples to kind of jog your brain, because right now what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a list of things that are frustrating or overwhelming, or you just are like, man, this could be way easier and I am overcomplicating the crap out of this. So I want you to have a bunch of ideas so that when we go into the journal prompts, you actually have something to work on that's, you know, a tangible thing versus, oh, that sounds cool. I'll do that one day because the whole point is for you to actually get value out of this podcast, not just to listen to me talk for 40, 30, 20 minutes, whatever it is. So personal examples to jog your memory and your brain as to things that just suck and you want to simplify. I would say grocery shopping would be one. That's probably a low hanging fruit. Um, Paying your bills is another one. I consider that a low hanging fruit. Um, Some things that don't people don't think about, but my geeky brain does is a vacation packing list. So yes, I am that type of person that has a list for pretty much everything. And I use my list and I love my list because they make my life simple. 
So I have a list of all of the stuff that I pack whenever we go on a vacation. I also have a hurricane list of all the things that need to be in the house for a quote unquote hurricane prepped home, just because we live in Florida and there's like a bajillion hurricanes every year. Um, And then another one that I think most people don't think about, but has definitely made my life a lot simpler is having specific folders for my taxes. So I have no clue why in the past handful of years of my life that when it comes to running the Stevens household, I'm needing to get tax information a lot more consistently than what I was used to. But I noticed that if I had all of the taxes organized by year in a specific folder, then it was super easy for me to go ahead, grab what I need, do whatever I needed with it and move on. I didn't have to dig through my filing cabinet. I didn't have to go ahead and dig through my emails or log into my tax provider and go, crap, let me re-download all of this. It was log into my system, download the thing I need, send it out, and truck on. So those are some examples of things that you can use to simplify. So when it comes to having your friends and family do this with you, so again, I'll go over actual simplifying, but I want to broad picture for the moment. Bear with me. So when it comes to having your friends and your family actually use these tools, you'll know your system works when you can give the tool, for lack of a better word. So let's let's run with an example for this one. We're going to do a work one and we're going to do a personal one. Um, we're going to do a client follow-up for work. And then for personal, we're going to do, let's say, uh, paying bills. So those are two easy ones, but you'll get some substance out of it. So at work, you know that your coworkers can do this and that your system works when your coworker can go ahead and do a client follow-up and you not be there. Now that may start freaking you out and you may be going, well, I don't want anyone else doing my job. They're hopefully not paying you just to be a robot because for that, they could just have an email autoresponder or a chat bot and replace you. They're paying you for your personality. They're paying for you paying you for your high level touch. They're paying for your creativity, for your enthusiasm. Those are things like a robot can't do. So don't freak out and say, well, oh my God, I can't give my client follow-up sequence. I'm not saying gave away all your trade secrets. I'm just saying if it's standard practice for everyone in the company or everyone in your department to follow up with a client, then it should probably be standardized and you probably should have some coworkers be able to do it. God forbid you're sick or you have a family emergency, or you're on vacation, or, 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 you know, you are physically not there. You don't want your clients to suffer because you're not there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, you know, you want your tasks to be easy for that. Now, in regards to your personal life, when it comes to paying bills, again, I go back to if you are sick, if you have a family emergency, if your spouse wants to get more involved in the paying of the bills process, and I don't know, you are going to hand off all of this to your accountant, whatever it is, you want your bill paying process to be easy. Someone should be able to log in, see what days all your bills are due, however you take it, whether it's in a calendar form, whether it's in a list form, whether it's in a spreadsheet, someone should be able to log into something, see what days your bills are due, have super easy access to the usernames and passwords for those accounts, and be able to pay your bills and truck on. Now, I 
over the years have radically simplified how we pay bills in this household. And it used to take me, let's say about 10 years ago, it used to take me, let's say an hour and a half, almost two hours every single week to sit down and pay bills because my system was just clunky and overwhelming. And over time, (laughs) life got a little more chaotic and I got a little more stressed out and I just didn't want to spend two hours paying bills every freaking week. So I simplified it and simplified it and simplified it to where it probably takes me about 20 minutes twice a month to pay the bills. And I don't say that to be like, oh, well, we have no bills and we pay nothing. No, we're just like everyone else. We have subscriptions and this is and that accounts and all of that. I'm talking the normal standard bills. I have the process so simplified that if the husband had to step in and take care of it, not only could he know what was due when, he would know what the normal amount would be. He would be able to log in, see the username and passwords, click, pay the bill and move on. And again, even him, he should be able to go ahead and do it in, let's say, 30 minutes because he's not used to my he'd be a little slower than I am. And I've got all the muscle memory with paying the bills. So let's say instead of my 20 minutes, it'd be his 30 minutes. Um, Another way of looking at this is, at least for me, was when I broke my arm a couple years ago. I was in a car accident. I broke my arm. Um, Heads up, if you're ever going to be in a car accident, not that we can avoid this, but try not to actually hit someone with your hand on the horn. Because when someone pulled out in front of me and I T-bowed them, I had my hand on the horn when I T-boned them and it sucked because the airbag, thank God, went off, saved my life and shattered my arm in the process because it was not, you know, I was using my arm as a way to stop my body versus the seatbelt. So I had to learn radically, like super freaking radically because, hey, broken arm. I had to learn how to not make everything so complicated because for probably, let's say, eight months, I had to have some version of help doing everything. I'm talking, I had to help, had a help taking a shower. I had to have help washing my hair, brushing my hair, brushing my teeth because I had to now use the other hand and everything was clunky and retarded. I had to have help cooking dinner, buying groceries, cleaning the house, doing the laundry at work, grabbing stuff because half the time you think about it, you don't think about it actually. And it takes two hands to grab something and you only have one. So it was an extreme eye opener. Now, I don't necessarily wish on anyone, but it was kind of the catalyst for me of looking at all of the processes, looking at all of my habits, good and bad, and saying, wow, this is really fucking complicated. I should probably simplify this because doing it with one hand is not going to fucking cut it. And that started this whole catalyst of simplify, simplify, simplify. So using it for bills, using it for work, it doesn't matter the example. The mat it matters because, you know, hopefully you're trying to use this as a way to spend time with your friends and family and do things you love. But if you have a emergency or if you have a crisis, because we don't plan for those because you can't, You're not going to be up Schitt's Creek without a paddle because your life is so freaking complicated. Only you can do it. Now, I I will will say this over and over again. Just because you simplify something doesn't take away the value from it. Just because 
someone can record a podcast doesn't mean that they're me. Just because someone can send a client follow-up email doesn't mean that they're not going to put the personality and the remembering of the details and the caring into that email. You know, they'll still use the same format, same structure, things like that. Just because my husband can sit down and pay the bills doesn't mean that it has to always be him. It's just a matter of having things that are simple so that if you need help, if you want help, if you're overwhelmed and can't do it, shit doesn't fall apart. So they're going to be your test to see if your system actually works or not. And then the other thing that I'd like you to do once you've kind of had your friends and family be the test dummies to see how easy this process is, I want you to encourage them to use the same tools that you're using so that they can in turn make your life easier and they can also make their own lives easier. Because let's go back to work, for example, if you're using a specific tool for client follow-ups, well, you're going to want obviously them to obviously you're going to want them to use the same tool. And then you would hope that if there's any processes that they start to simplify over time, that they use, again, the same tool. Because the whole point of this is to not have 19 different freaking systems that you have to log into to do something to make it simple. It defeats the purpose and it's freaking retarded. The other thing when it comes to your personal life, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your friends, your family, if you have specific tools that you like that are easy to use, encourage them to use it. So say, and I'm making this up because I have no clue if this is real or not. So say you've got kids and you're in a PTA group and you keep everything in Evernote, which is my favorite system to use ever. Um, but say you keep everything in Evernote. You keep the uh, cookie sales and the thises and the thats, and I have no clue what goes on in a PTA, as you can tell, but run with it, right? So you are talking about keeping all of the PTA stuff in Evernote. You start loading all of your stuff into Evernote. You start sharing it with the other moms and dads saying, hey, I've made Johnny Smith's little life easier and it made me a better person at the PTA because everything is easily stored in Evernote. Then you start sharing it with some of the moms and dads and then you encourage them when they have a great idea to add it in Evernote and share it back with you. Do you get the point? Make it easy. Make it easy. Make it easy. Make it easy. Don't reinvent the wheel. So don't start doing everything in Evernote and then share it with the moms and dads and then have them be like, oh, well, we're going to use Google Docs instead. No, go back to Evernote and say, hey, why don't we all just use Evernote and keep things simple? So that way it's one system, one set of logins, one this, one that. And it doesn't have to be Evernote. I am 100% biased for Evernote because I have paid for Evernote Premium probably for six, seven years now at this point. I am ob freaking obsessed with Evernote. I'm like an Evernote ninja. I have <laughs> documents saved in there. I have photos saved in there. I have all of my blog content saved in there. Um, I have account information. I have pretty much my entire life saved in Evernote. Now, I don't say this so that you can hack me, so don't hack me. But I say this because Evernote has made my life simple. And in return, I have my parents use Evernote because there's times where we need to send documents to each other back and forth. And so my mom and dad 
have shared folders with me in Evernote where I can put something in their shared folder and they'll see it. They can put something in the shared folder, I'll see it. My husband has his own Evernote account, which he doesn't necessarily use, but he has it so that, God forbid, something happens. He doesn't even have to log into my computer, remember my passwords, go into my Evernote, any of that. He has a shared folder for all of our let's call it quote unquote important information. So bills, accounts, um, you know, high level receipt, taxes, things like that. He has shared folders for that and all of it goes in there. So if he ever needs something and we do this all the time. So say he's on a trip, say he's on a road trip cause he used to do a lot for work and this was totally realistic. He would go on the road he would want to watch Hulu on his phone. He would forget the freaking Hulu password. And instead of having to call me 24-7 and be like, hey, what's the Hulu password? He could log into Evernote, look at the Hulu password, and type it in and truck on. So you see where I'm going, how other people start to use your tools only if it's simple. If someone's not using your tool, if someone is fighting you, and they're not just being a dick about it, it's because your process is too complicated. So with that being said, I am going to go ahead and start diving in on how to identify those things that we've talked about, because hopefully the examples I've given you is enough to kind of get your brain going and get it stirring and saying, ooh, let's simplify this and let's simplify that. So I'm going to now walk you through the process of actually simplifying it. You'll get the journal prompts. As always, every episode, you're always going to get journal prompts. And don't worry, you'll see this stuff in the show notes. And if you need to revisit this or you want to go dive deeper into it, you can go to the blog, margaretstevens.co, and you can see all the journal prompts there as well. So let's dive into the journal prompts. Okay, journal prompt numero uno. List all the tasks that you want to simplify because they make you feel freaking overwhelmed. Okay, <laughs> so we've talked about this. I've given you examples. Hopefully by this point, you have some things you want to go ahead and simplify. So to make this a more concrete example, like I do pretty much with every set of journal prompts, I'm going to do one. I'm going to live journal with you for lack of a better word. I'm going to use the hurricane list just because it is hurricane season right now, the moment I am recording this, and it can't hurt to have a really good hurricane list so that I'm not stressed out and running around like a nut job the next time a hurricane comes. So let's say that right now I'm not me <laughs> and my hurricane process is a cluster and it's clunky and it's messy. And every time a hurricane comes every couple of years, I'm running around like a nut job, fighting people for freaking wood for my house or fighting over bottled water or Vienna sausages and just running around like a damn fool. So say my hurricane process is a hot mess, right? And I'm like, you know what? I've listened to this podcast and I want to simplify my hurricane list. I, I get it's cheesy, but just run with it. So first thing I want you to do, write it down on a piece of paper. I used to not, I don't know. I am a very big proponent of if I need to work through something, I write it down on paper. If I need to save something and not and use it as a reference tool, I write it in Evernote. So when I'm journaling, when I'm going through these prompts, I'm kind of brainstorming on paper just because it seems to work better for me. So I would prefer if you grabbed a piece of paper, grabbed a notebook and started brainstorming all of the ideas of what you can do to make that task not overwhelming. So step one, 
Pick a task that you want to simplify. Step two, start brainstorming. Write everything down. And I don't care how silly or retarded it sounds. It could be hire the kid down the street to put all my shutters up for me before a hurricane comes. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be order 19 cases of water from Amazon and that way I have water all hurricane season. Again, I don't care what it is. I just want you to brainstorm or as this household calls it, popcorning. Write down everything because if you have everything written down and you feel that it's all shaken out of you, then you can start weaving, weeding out the good and the bad. Um, but I don't want you to prejudge it. So just write it all down. So once you've written it all down, step three is start thinking about where all of this stuff is going to be stored. You may be wondering, okay, well, how did we go from brainstorming to storing everything? Well, at if you are in the process, okay, so let's go back to my favorite tools. My favorite tools, which I've alluded to, but I have not given you the actual names. Evernote is my top favorite tool. I am, again, ob freaking obsessed with Evernote. Now, you don't have to have the paid account. I use the paid account because I use the shit out of it, and I need a lot of storage. So I have no problem paying for the paid account. But you could be like my husband and have the free account because you just need it for some basic fundamental tasks. Or even my parents. Both my parents have the free account. So you could always use the Evernote free account to store everything. Um, from there, my next favorite task, well, tool, I shouldn't say task. My next favorite tool is going to be a shared Google Calendar. I We are not a family of uh, Mac users. So if we were, then it would be whatever the Google Calendar version is. I think it's like iCalendar. Um, if that was the case, then I would have a shared iCalendar. But again, you get the point, a shared digital calendar. It doesn't work if it's a calendar that's in your purse or in your car or in your desk that only you have access to. So whatever it is, a shared Google Calendar, a shared iCalendar, doesn't matter. Having a shared calendar makes my life a bajillion times simpler. Because again, I'm not reinventing the wheel. If the husband wants to know when the bills are due, he can look at the Google Calendar. If he wants to know what nights we're doing, what with friends, he can look at the Google Calendar. If he wants to schedule something on a certain night and say like, hmm, I wonder if we're doing anything that night or not, he can go to the Google Calendar. He doesn't have to go through me. We don't have to be like, well, what are we doing again? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So drop Evernote, then Google Calendar top two things I use all the freaking time. From there, it would be probably a toss up between Dropbox and Google Drive. Um, sometimes when it comes, well, I get, let me say this, when it comes to stuff for my website, storing things in Dropbox has just been simpler. Um, I like the fact that it is a separate system. It doesn't mix with my personal stuff. So I'm pretty much a really big fan of keeping personal and professional separate. Um, I never want to, I don't know, take my taxes, for lack of a better word, and upload them accidentally or have it, you know, linked or, or linked or leaked or whatever into something that's work-related. So I like to keep my two systems separate. So normally I like to use Dropbox for work and I like to use Google Drive for personal Um and then basically all of this stuff is loaded on my phone. So I always have had the 
the thought process that as long as I have access to the internet, I can pretty much do anything. I can do my job. I can run my household. I can answer stupid questions for my household or maybe for a bill or whatever. I don't have to have the actual documents because it's all in the cloud. So those are the tools that I am obsessed with. And I want you to start thinking, where is this stuff going to be stored? Because before you even start simplifying the process, you want to put it all in one spot. So again, you're not reinventing the wheel. So going back to the example of the hurricane list, for me, my hurricane list, which is true, is in Evernote. And I keep it in Evernote because for me, it is simple. It's in a shared folder with my husband and my, yeah, my mom too. I have another shared copy with my mom. And basically what I did is I took all the ideas of all the stuff that I seem to forget and miss or not do enough of during a hurricane and I wrote it all down. So everything from installing the shutters on the windows to making sure we have enough water to making sure we have enough cat litter because one time, even though we didn't have the hurricane, I didn't have enough cat litter. And that was a hot mess because it was like, oh God, this is like, I'm, you know, getting through by the skin of my teeth. Um, because there was a freaking run on cat litter, um, to making sure I have canned goods for all the fur babies. I have enough water for just them, not just us. Um, a lot of hand sanitizer. What other things? You can never have too much toilet paper during a hurricane. Um, I like to obviously have the batteries, have the candles. Um, another thing I like to do is to make sure that we have a good variety of canned goods. So um, I have no problem eating soup cold or eating Vienna sausages. And Ben loves to have his spam, which I can't eat cold spam, but that's his thing. I'll eat cold Viennas. So little things like that. I wrote down all of that stuff. I brainstormed all of the things that I do like a nut job during a hurricane. And I just wrote it all down, but I wrote it all down in Evernote. So then that way I could go ahead and start organizing it, making it simple, making it easy. So once you know where everything's going to be stored, I want you to actually simplify the task, you know? So let's go into that detail. So once I've brainstormed everything, it's all written down in Evernote. It's called Steven's Hurricane, I don't know, Prep 2.0, right? Because I like to give things fun names. So Steven's Hurricane's Prep 2.0, I would start categorizing it. So I would do a list of outside tasks and then I would do a list of inside tasks. So things like filling up the bathtub, um, making sure I took out all the garbage. Well, I guess an outside task would be taking out the garbage, but you get my point. So outside tasks would be um, clearing up the branches in the yard, securing garbage cans, and making sure there's no loose things around the house that can shatter a window. Inside tasks would be cleaning the house one last time before we have the hurricane and we're going to lose power because who wants to be stuck in a messy house? Um, making sure that all of the hurricane goods are in one spot and easy to access. Making sure the tub is filled with water because you can never have too much fresh water on hand when it comes for a hurricane. Making sure that the flashlights actually have batteries in them. Making sure that, I don't, um, what was another one that I did? Making sure that my candles are easy to access and I have, can no, so not even easy to be accessed. I have candles in every freaking room and I have like two or three different matches in the, 
you know, throughout the house so that if the power went out, I'm not stumbling, going to the kitchen, looking under the sink, digging out the candles, lighting the candles and going all the way around the house, lighting the candles. I just stop in whatever room I'm in, grab a lighter, light the candle and move on. You hear it? hear how it's simple. You hear how if I was not in that room, but maybe the husband was in that room or a family member was in that room and their power went out, they could just light the candle and move on. So this is where we start to simplify. I even have in the hurricane list, just to give you more detail. So I have the outside tool, I have tools. I have the outside to-do list. I have the inside to-do list. And then I have the shopping list so, or, or prepping list. I don't remember if it's shopping or prepping, but I have a shopping slash prepping list. So no, I think it's, yeah, it's a shopping list. So the shopping list is how many things of water do I need in, on hand? How much cat litter do I need? How much dog food do I need? Because I've underestimated that severely over and over and over again. So I've upped it so that it's actually accurate. How many things of dog food do I need on hand? And I like to, again, thinking hurricane um, and thinking portable, I like to have wet food on hand for hurricanes versus just dry food. So I'll have their dry food because normally my babies are on dry food. But for a hurricane, maybe we have to ration the water a little bit or something like that. Or maybe they're extra stressed out so they need more water in their diet. I like to do wet food during stressful events for them because it just keeps their systems happy. So I've got, you know, how many cans of wet food do I need? How many cans of Viennas do I need? Because the household loves Viennas. How many cans of soup do we need? Again, you get the point. I have this all broken down and actually organized so that it's easy. So when a hurricane's coming, I just pull up my list. I go to the grocery section or the shopping section, whatever I'm actually calling it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I need to buy six cases of water over the next week. Awesome. I need to buy 20 cans of Vienna. I need to buy 15 cans of dog food and 10 cans of cat food and two things of cat litter. And, and I just go add it to my grocery list, go shopping, buy the stuff, take it home, put it away and move on. And it's simple. And if I need to send the husband to go do something, I can literally copy and paste the list and say like, Hey, you're out. Or even my mom say, they're not even thinking about looking at Evernote. I can send a random person I can print out the list, I can copy and paste the list, I can email them, all from Evernote. I can take all of that and say, hey, can you get X, Y, and Z for me? And then it's done and it's over with. The last thing I want you to think about during these journal prompts is, what are you actually gonna get by simplifying this task? So what benefit are you getting out of simplifying this task? Well, for me, You've kind of heard it, but let me be a lot more clear. When it came to the hurricane prep list, which is the example I'm using for the journal prompt, I got a sense of relief knowing that every time a hurricane came, because the, until we don't live in Florida anymore, there will always be hurricanes. So I know that I have a sense of relief that if a hurricane comes, I'm not going to be scrambling. I'm not going to be... And I, and I don't say this to judge anyone, so don't take it that way. I genuinely feel bad for these people. But I'm not going to be like the people freaking fighting in Walmart over water because like they waited to the last minute. Like that breaks my heart that their life is so chaotic that they had to wait till the last minute to buy water. And they're fighting over cases and they're like, oh my God, there's only two cases left. Let me grab both, but I'm not allowed to have both. What am I going to do? Like that stress, that anxiety, that chaos is gone because I have a list and the first time I did the list, I think I forgot like half the stuff. So it wasn't like I had this magical perfect list day one. I didn't. 
I wrote down the stuff I thought of, realized the stuff, oh crap, I forgot X, Y, and Z, added it to the list, and then I refined it over and over and over again. And sometimes it was, wow, like I said earlier, it was a dog food. I never would have thought. So last time we had the hurricane, God, I think I bought 12 cans of dog food. And in reality, I needed to have bought 24 cans of dog food because it just wasn't enough. I don't know how, but I realized oh, I've got Mastiffs and they need more than two cans of dog food a day because they're so big. They need realistically four or five cans a day. So I needed to up my list of cans. So little things like that, I've been able to simplify. So when I have the hurricane list and I'm in Petco or I'm at Walmart and I'm buying canned foods, I'm not guessing, well, how many cans do I need again? How long is this going to be? And the other thing too is all of the things I'm buying is not like it's going to go bad. So that stuff can last all of hurricane season. And if hurricane season comes and goes and there is no actual hurricane, well, then it looks like the dogs for the next couple months are going to get treats of wet dog food. We're going to have extra cans of Viennas to go out and eat and party with. I'm going to have water on hand to drink because we bought it for the hurricane. So it's not like any of this is going to go to waste. But... I go back to the benefit I'm getting out of all of this is I'm getting a relief knowing that my family gets to actually be my priority during the hurricane versus the stuff. I'm not worried about the water. I'm not worried about the shutters. I'm not worried about having the proper documentation for my dogs. God forbid we have to evacuate or having the proper insurance policy on hand. God forbid my roof caves in. All of that saved, done in one spot. It's on my phone. I can grab my phone, not even have internet access. And this is where I go back to. This is why I love freaking Evernote. You can have specific folders in Evernote where you save it offline. So it saves it actually in your phone. And so if I have no internet, as long as my phone turns on, I can pull up that file. I can see, oh, here's my insurance policy. Here's all my pets vaccinations. Again, God forbid we have to evacuate. And here's my hurricane list. Cool. I don't even need the freaking internet to do that. So it gives me relief. It gives me calmness. It gives me peace because I have it all written down. I have it simplified and then I can focus on my family. So we just had a hurricane a couple weeks, maybe a month ago at this point. And it was a bad one where I live, like we were expecting a cat five to land and I'm you know, fortunately, but unfortunately, the cat five ended up hitting and staying over the Bahamas. And then a little bit of the hurricane ended up hitting up through Florida and some of the other states. But this whole area was expected to freaking basically get decimated or flooded. And it was it was an interesting thing after so many years of refining my hurricane list and being a dork about it. When the hurricane came and everyone started talking about it, mind you, a week almost two week and a half out. I literally, I'm not even joking. I went to Walmart that day. I was like, okay, what are the things I need? Pulled up my list, went grocery shopping before there was any rush on anything before there was any limitations on anything, bought all the stuff that we needed. We got the gas, we got the generators ready. We had the house secured. We had all of the stuff that needed to be inside, inside and all locked down. It was all done. So I think, what was it? The the week of the hurricane, by Tuesday, we were done. And the hurricane was supposed to be coming that Sunday. So what, five, six days? Well, actually, it came, ended up coming on Monday. So we were like six, almost seven days ahead of a freaking hurricane. 
So while everyone else is freaking out, having a hot mess and just losing their damn mind, we were just being calm. We were enjoying having power because we were like, well, we might not have power, so let's enjoy it now. We were enjoying watching Netflix with each other. We were watching Red Boxes. We were just living our life because there was no need to stress. It was all taken care of. So I want you to have that same version of a benefit with whatever task you're simplifying. Let's stop reinventing the wheel. Let's stop being busy for the sake of being busy. Take the task, simplify it, get that benefit to the point where you can wax eloquently about it for, you know, I don't know what, two, three minutes. I talked about a benefit of having a freaking hurricane list, but you get my point. My family is my priority. My family is the thing that I care about the most in this world. And knowing that they were safe and well cared for and that I, you know, it sounds so cheesy, but I could provide for them during a hurricane, which should have been super stressful, made me really happy and proud and grateful because I had taken the time to kind of put a little bit of elbow grease in ahead of time. And my dogs loved the amount of wet food they got to eat during the hurricane. (laughs) So I go back to, I want you to have that same version of a benefit, whether it is something in your personal life, whether it is at work, whether it is something in between, I want you to have that feeling as well. It's totally possible. You can use the journal prompts to, you know, go ahead and make sure that you don't miss a step. Um, Again, if you want to know if this really works, if you really created something super simple see how other people use it. See if you can get your friends and families to use the tools. See if you can get your coworkers to use the tools and see if they'll start creating their own lists using your tools. So I go back to that Evernote folder. It works if other people in the family are actually creating stuff in Evernote. So when my dad has to send me documents, he knows, load it in Evernote, send me a text, hey, sent you this in Evernote because he doesn't believe that Evernote notifies me, even though it does. But dad will send me a text. Hey, this is loaded in Evernote. Cool. Open up my Evernote. Boom, boom, boom. Look at the folder, download it, do whatever, and move on. That's when you know it works. That is your test. That is your gold stamp of approval. Hey, this process works. So just like I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm going to give you permission to stop being busy for the fucking sake of being busy. I'm going to give you permission to create more space in your life so that you can level up whatever the hell leveling up means to you. For me, leveling up means spending more time with my family and not being a neurotic mess because I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's my version of leveling up. It has nothing to do with finances or spirituality or being better or holier than thou. It's just a matter of being calm, being spacious, and being present. So stop being busy for being busy. I give you permission to let go of all of the bullshit. I give you permission to have endless versions of lists and things that make your life simple. And I want to see what you do with it. So, you know, whether you take a screenshot and you send it to me, whether you take that screenshot and you post it in the private Facebook group that we have for the community, If you want to email it to me, if you want advice or even maybe suggestions on how to structure it in Evernote, I love Evernote. Again, I'm such a massive fan of them that I am more than happy to help you geek out and organize your Evernote a little bit. So don't hesitate to post it in the comments, post it in the Facebook group, or to email me. I'd love to see what you're creating on your side. So with that being said, 
I'm going to let you guys go so I can spend time with my family. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.